We are winding up our series of messages on breakthrough here in 2022, believing God for God's breakthrough to happen in our lives. And we're going to look at John chapter 5. There's a story about the life of Jesus in John chapter 5. And I want to pick it up in verse 1. Here's what it says. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there was in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool. Now, the Sheep Gate was probably a gateway of the temple area. And uh, it was called the Sheep Gate, most likely, because that's where they brought the sheep in for sacrifice to the Lord. And so at that sheep gate, there was a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which also can be interpreted pity. So it was a pool of pity or a pity pool, okay? <laughs> Not a kiddie pool. And which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number, here's where the pity comes in, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? I think that seems peculiar maybe to some, but I think sometimes God wants to know if you mean business. If I mean business. You know, there's a story in the Old Testament about Abraham and God said, hey, I want you to offer your son, your only son to me. If you know this story, God, he, he got ready to offer his son to the Lord and then the Lord says, no, no, I just wanted to prove your faithfulness to me. See, sometimes I think God wants to know. At Daniel in the Old Testament, Daniel, if you know anything about Daniel, he prayed for 21 days for a breakthrough, just like we've been praying for almost 21 days. Tomorrow will be the 21st day of our 21 days of prayer. Two times a year, this church commits itself to extra above and beyond prayer times, Wednesday nights, morning times of prayer. The building's open, many of us coming to pray. And on the 21st day, he gets the breakthrough. And here's what the angel says. Very, very interesting. The angel said, we heard you on day one. But there was something going on that maybe many of us don't understand, a, a spiritual warfare that was happening. And the angel says, so now I'm here, 21 days into it. Let me just say to somebody, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't quit praying. Even at 21 days, don't stop. If you didn't get your breakthrough by the 21st day, then pray again on the 22nd day because you just don't know when God is gonna break through in your situation. You don't know when it might be the time and how many know it could be today, right? It could be today that God breaks through in our lives. But there are some people that I think come to church and have no intention of changing. 
You know, you come and you listen to the message, even maybe sing the songs, perhaps even given the offering. But you've determined, I ain't changing. I'm not going to change. You know, have you been to the gym this year? Anybody? Some of you maybe need to go. I don't know, but you can work that out. I, I'm just saying, some of us need to go. Uh, but, but if you've gone, you, you'll notice there are certain people there. There are people there who they didn't go to exercise, it seems. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, there's people there that while you're exercising, they're over next to a machine talking. And you work up a sweat, you run two miles on the treadmill, whatever, come back, they're still there. Right where they were, talking. Or now they've moved to another machine, you've never seen them use it yet, but, but they're still talking. And it's like they're there for fellowship. You know, they're there for a different reason than maybe you are. They didn't come there to change. And some may be here today that you say, I am not changing. You know, when it, when it comes to time where I might say, hey, if you want to change in your life today, if you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you grab the chair. I am not raising my hand. I, I'm not changing. I'm not getting my hand in the air. I want to, I feel it, but I, I just... I am not changing. You know, it's like, how bad do you want change? How many of you, there's some things you'd like to change about you. Anybody? Just don't, don't leave me up here by myself today, all right? All right. I'll come out there. Uh, we we want to we change some things. And it's like somebody says, well, I want to be in shape. Oh, I am so tired of being out of shape. I want to get in shape. Okay, will we see you at the gym at 5.30 in the morning? How bad do you want it? Hello? Am I getting to you yet? And Jesus rolls up on this pool, this pool of pity, this pool with all these people there and he comes up to this man and he sees them and, and Jesus believes now is the time. Today is the day. And I just wonder if God today looks down and he feels like today is the day of your breakthrough. Now is the time for God to move in your life. The Bible says this, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro looking for those who he can show himself strong through. So I don't know about you, but I hope I'm getting his attention. I hope when his eyes are coursing over the planet that he's looking down on Avon, Indiana today and he sees me. How about you? You want him to focus on you, right? And, and see you as a potential for his power today. And so he, he believes that breakthrough can happen and everybody there has a condition. Just like I, I think everybody here has a condition. Everybody watching online today has a condition. Now here's the thing, is some of us 
are better at hiding our condition than other people are. But I've already told you, all God's people got issues, right? We all got issues. We we just have different issues. And we all could use breakthrough in different points and places of our life. And this man, he's laying there. He's been there all these years, 38 years. Are you kidding me? Today, though, Jesus says, can be the day that you get rid of it. And I wonder if today could be your day. Today could be your day. So to prepare for this message today, I did what all good pastors do. I did some research on Facebook. Okay. And and so what I did this week is I put out there on Facebook, I said, hey, uh, I'm I'm preaching on breakthrough again this weekend. Uh, What kind of breakthrough were were you believing for or would you like to see in your life? And what was interesting, got a lot of of responses and um, very heavy things a lot and a lot of uh, ability to, to pray for people. But also notice something, that very few people were believing for breakthrough from within. Most everybody was asking for breakthrough from the outside, like this person that's in my life, this situation in my life, these circumstances in my life. And, and what I believe is maybe God wants to start somewhere else first in our lives. How bad do you want it today? Huh? How bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough? Do you want to experience real breakthrough? I want to look at this story today at three things that I believe will help us to experience real breakthrough in our lives. The first thing to write down if you're taking notes is real breakthrough begins in the heart. It begins in the heart. A great breakthrough, in other words, would be if God set me free from me. Anybody with me? Because I don't know about you, but most all of my problems have a common denominator. In, in almost all of my problems, the common denominator is me. My relational problems, I'm in it. Financial problems, I'm in it. E- emotional strain and stress and different things, I'm in it. How about you? And so breakthrough, some of us, we we need it to start inside. Now, it would be great and it would be cool if God did all those other things that we're believing for on the outside. But the psalmist said, the first thing that I need to surrender is my heart to God. He said, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Touch my heart first. And so Jesus rolls up on this guy and he says, do you want 
to change. Not do you want to feel better because you don't necessarily need Jesus to feel better. There's ibuprofen, right? How many, that makes you feel better. You know, your back's hurting, your head's hurting, your whatever, and all. And, and it can make you better. But Jesus is not talking about, do you want to be better? Do you want to be well? And there is only one person that I know who is able to do what no other power can do in our lives to cause us to be well, to cause us to be whole. How many know what his name is? His name is Jesus, right? And Jesus says, you know, I'm talking about getting a little bit better. I'm talking about getting well. I'm talking about your life being changed. Your life being transformed. But this pool that this guy's in, this is the misery pool. This is the pity pool. This is where you just look around and you're just discouraged. You know, it's depressed, but you know, isn't that funny? How, well, how's that go? Misery loves company, right? And, and some of you maybe. You go to the bar and you look around and you say, well, I don't want to be like these people. And then you show up again the next time. And what you don't realize is you are those people because misery loves company. And you can feel more normal in your dysfunction when you're surrounded by it. And these people had learned to get comfortable with their dysfunction. And they're lying there, and here's what they're waiting for, something to happen. They're really hoping for something more magical to happen. But Jesus is not there to do magic. He's there to do a miracle. But, but they're waiting, because I didn't read a verse. I don't know if you caught that or not, but we skipped a verse. Uh, we skipped verse four. And the reason why we skipped it is because in my Bible that I read from a lot is the NIV and it skips it. And, and what it does is it takes that verse four and it puts it down at the bottom. And it gives a little letter and an asterisk or whatever. And, and you go down to the bottom and then you can read verse four. And here's what it says. It says some manuscripts or many manuscripts, different manuscripts or whatever, do not include verse four. And, and the thing about verse four is it's kind of awkward. It's, it's kind of odd um, because it, it's, it's like, really? This, do, people, do people really believe that? And, and so... To help us to understand that, I'm, I'm going to read verse 4 now. It, it says, and they waited. The people are waiting. Just wait. Can you imagine? Just all these people waiting for the moving of the waters. From time to time, just every once in a while, an angel of the Lord, they thought, would come down, stir up the waters, and the first one, into the pool after such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. Now, many Bible scholars believe that what was going on is perhaps there's this pool there 
and there's some kind of natural spring that maybe kind of fed into it. And every once in a while, it would erupt and it would bubble. And they said, did you see that? That was an angel. Stirred the waters. And the first one in gets healed. Now, I don't know if at some point in time, God in his infinite mercy, how many know and are thankful for the infinite mercy of God, right? Just his mercy in our lives. And somehow, maybe in God's mercy, he said, you know what? They're believing that an angel came down, stirred that water, and, uh, and look at him fighting to get in there. I'm gonna heal somebody. And God did it. And it just reinforced this belief that they believed that every once in a while, God comes down. But when he comes down, only one person gets it. Whoever's the quickest, whoever wins, they get it. Isn't that how religion works? Isn't that how religion operates? You know, if you'll do this, and you'll do this, and you'll, you know, bow here and pray that direction and go to that place, and you'll jump through these hoops, and you'll do this, and you'll do this, then maybe God will, that, that's the way the world religions are. You'll attract the attention of the gods if you perform for them, if you do certain things and appease them, then they'll do something. And, and, and so religion says that, that, that somehow through, through all of your efforts, something will happen, but that's not how grace works. Grace says, see, Grace walked into the pool and says, uh-uh, no, 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 no. No, you know, this guy, he'd probably be last. But today, you're first. You're first to get it. And, and see, that's how God operates. The greater the disadvantage, the greater the opportunity. And if somebody's here today and you say, whoa, that's me, because I've got such problems. I, if you just knew, Craig, if you just knew what, I, you know, 38 years, yeah, I've been 38 years doing this, or 38 months, or 24 months, or whatever it's been for you going through whatever you're going through, I want you to know that the greater the disadvantage, the greater the opportunity. Jesus is not put off by this guy. He comes on the scene, and I want you to know that this church was built for people to know that there is a living God, that there is a God who is alive and well, and he is a God of grace and mercy. Could somebody just get me happy about that today? Just help me out a little bit up here, all right? Yeah. So, so they're waiting, they're waiting. And, it, and it's like some of us are waiting. Oh God, please give me joy. I need joy. God, I need, oh, I need peace. I don't have any peace. God, please give me peace. 
God, I don't have love in my life. Please, God, bring some love my way. I feel so lonely. I feel so isolated. God, God, please. And I want you to know that begging God is not the way to God. I want you to know that Jesus came down here personally and purchased for you. You don't have to beg God for what he already paid for. All right? He already paid for you to be able to enjoy his presence in your life. Breakthrough. Okay, here's the next thing. Write this down. Religion won't bring your breakthrough. See, when God decides to do something, there's no devil, there's no demon, there's no anything that can stop it. When God says, let there be light, I'm telling you, light has no option. When God says, see, split, no option. The sea has to split. And when he stands at the tomb and says, Lazarus, come forth, there is no option but a once dead man is coming out of that grave. Because when God wants to do something, nothing can stop it. But this man doesn't get it. He, he doesn't get it yet. And, and in verse 7, here's what he says. He says, sir, and, and at least he's polite, right? You got to give him that. He's at least polite. He's respectful. But it's one thing to be respectful, and it's another thing to recognize who you're talking to. See, there are people who are respectful of God. There are people, oh, I, I trust the big man upstairs. You know, I, uh, God, yeah, oh, and I don't, ooh, I don't take the Lord's name in vain. And you're respectful, but you don't recognize who is in this room right now. You don't recognize what he is able to do. And this man, he, he's caught up still in the old system of belief. He's believing more yet in superstition than he is the Savior who is standing right in front of him. He has an unlimited God who can raise the dead in front of him, and he has nothing but excuses, nothing but explanation of why he is the way that he is. And everything he said is true. Everything he said is true. He says, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, these bozos around here, they cut me off. I'm trying to roll over, you know, and get there, or crawl, or whatever he does. And someone gets ahead of me every time. That may have been the facts, but I want you to know that faith overrides the facts. I said, faith overrides the facts. 
See, the facts may have been just like Rich reported earlier about healing. See, the doctor may have said, you've got this condition, it's gonna take your life. Well, that may be the facts, but faith says different. See, the facts may say, I- I'm, gonna, I'm headed for divorce, but, the, but faith says, no, it doesn't have to be that way. See, the facts may say that I'm not going to get well, that my mind is confused, that I, I'm, I'm filled with anxiety, I'm filled with fear, I, I've got emotional stress in my life, and I'll never be mentally well. Those may be the facts, but faith is bigger than facts. It's bigger than facts. And so he explains to Jesus, well, I just want to tell you how things work around here. How things work around here is the water gets stirred every once in a while. We never know when it's going to happen. And then the lucky person who gets in first gets it. And I've never been the lucky person. I don't have anybody. You know, and I don't know what your excuses are today, but it may be, you know, Craig, I had bad parenting. My parents were something. I mean, I I could have been something great if it weren't for my parents. If it weren't for the first marriage that I, oh, she did a number on me. If it weren't for her, mm, I'd be great. There's so much. I, I was headed for greatness. But then she came along. You know, if it weren't for that person in my life, or this this circumstance, if it weren't for that, if it weren't for what somebody did to me, then then I'd be okay. And and it just reminds me, I, I love the story that's one chapter before this is the woman at the well. And she comes to Jesus, if you know the story, and she doesn't know who he is. And, and he asked her for a drink of water. And she says, well, you know, what good's that going to do? You don't have anything to get it with and hold it and whatever. And, and he says, well, woman, if you knew who I was, if you knew who I, I wonder today, if you knew who God is, right? Touch somebody next to you and say, if you knew who God is, if you knew who God is, if you knew, if you only knew what he could do. And Jesus begins to explain to her, honey, it's not about the outside, it's about the inside. I have something that I can give to you and it'll give you breakthrough, but not breakthrough all your relationships that have gone bad and whatever, because you happen to be the common denominator and all those. But I believe if you'll open up today, I could give to you something on the inside that would spring up inside of you like living water that would change your life forever. And the Bible says by this he was talking about the Holy Spirit. If she would receive the power of the Holy Spirit in her life, she'd be forever changed. And she says, well, now let's talk about logistics. We talk about our religion, you got to worship over here. And you and your religion, you talk about you got to worship over here. Which one's right? And Jesus says, neither one are right. Because the time has come. 
that it's not about where you go. It's about who you worship. Hello? It's about who you worship. And when you worship him in spirit and in truth, it doesn't make any difference. The loca- In other words, they don't have to sing my favorite song today. Hello? They don't have to sing it like I want. They don't have to go back and do. They don't have to appease me. They can sing every song I don't even like. And I still can worship him today. Is anybody in the house awake this morning? Right? And so this man, this man says, you know, I can't get to the water. And Jesus says, that's why the water came to you. I have come to you today so that you can have life. Isn't that what salvation is? Salvation, you couldn't get to his level. You may have tried different religions to try to appease God, to try, well, I, I tried to go every Sunday. I tried to take communion. I tried to fo- follow all the rules. I tried to do everything. I tried to say the right words and to say the right prayers and repeat them just right and everything. And I just, I just couldn't get it all, all together. And in your dirtiness, in your dustiness, in, in your desperation, perhaps, Jesus came into your life and did what no other power could do. Anybody have that experience, right? That's salvation in our lives. And breakthrough flows where our excuses shut off. See, if you want breakthrough in your life, it's not about, well, I don't have anyone. All right, if everybody get out of my way, I've been here so long. No, no. And here's the last one. Here, here's, here's good news for somebody. Breakthrough. People can't block your breakthrough. Okay, people can't block your breakthrough. Notice this guy. He, he's focused on other people. You know, they won't help me. And when I go to help myself, they get ahead of me. In other words, his excuse is people are blocking my breakthrough. There may be some people here today that that you think people are blocking your breakthrough. And Jesus hears this guy out. And then in verse 8, here's what he says back to him. Then Jesus said to him, get up. Jesus didn't say, well, give me more detail. You know, uh, what exactly are you saying? No, he, he just says, get up. How long, haven't you been this way long enough? Haven't you had this unforgiveness in your heart long enough? Haven't you had this bitterness? Haven't you had this, this, this dilemma in your life long enough? Haven't you had this addiction long enough? Today, get up. Get up and break through. And I'm telling you, God may be saying to somebody, instead of waiting on something to come down, it's time for you to get up and begin to move forward toward what God has for you. Maybe you need to get up and get to growth track next Sunday and say, you know what? I talk about I want to grow. I talk about 
I want to get closer to God. I talk about I want to get more involved. I talk about how I want God to work in my life. Enough to come. Yeah, you know, I, I talk about, oh, I want God to use what I'm going through to help somebody else. So have you signed up for pain to purpose? It may take 11 sessions. Are you willing to give 11 sessions for God to take your pain and turn it into purpose? Hello, somebody. Or are you just standing there talking next to the equipment? Are you really there for change? See, maybe today it's about God wanting to do something in and through you. It's time to get up. How bad do you want to be free? Enough to be done with your excuses? Enough to be done blaming other people? Enough to quit waiting on the outside when God wants to burst living water from inside of you. Listen, this church wasn't put here to put another spot of religion in this community so that people could have rituals and, and religion in their lives. This place was put here so you would find life and life to the full by a resurrected Savior who is alive and and well today. So get up. Get up. Shake off the past. Shake off 38 years, 38 months, 38 days of whatever sad story, whatever pity pool that you find yourself in and realize who he is and what he can do in your life. You say, Craig, you're getting excited. It's because I know what he can do. I know what he can do. And I want it for you. That's the reason why some people in this church get excited when they worship. And you look at them like, what is the deal? Calm down. Craig, that vein in your neck's popping out again, you know, and you're jumping around and everything. It's because I know who he is. I know who he is and what he can do. And if you're in this place today and you're dry and you're thirsty and you've searched, and you've longed, and you've laid at the pool of pity long enough, it's time to raise your hands and say, Jesus, come fill me now. Let it bubble up on the inside of me. I'm not looking on the outside for change. I'm looking on the inside, and it'll take place through to the outside. I believe he'll do that in your life today. Let's pray. Father, I ask you, to do what only you can do. And some of us here, we need change. Maybe you're here and you say, Craig, I've been dry in my experience with God. I've been dusty. I need fresh water. I need a freshness. I, I need to live as though Jesus is in the room. I need to get up. And, and God, I believe, is speaking to some people Get up, get up, get up out of that dysfunction. Get up out of that pity pool. Get up 
and see what God will do. If you believe that in your life today and you need that, just raise your hands all over this place. Say, God, fill me now. Fill me now. I'm tired of being dry. I don't want to go through dry experience any longer. Online, just stretch your hand toward the screen. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would fill every hungry heart, every thirsty soul, every person, God, that needs the work of your spirit within their lives to spring up within them. I pray, God, that it would be poured out in their lives today. You are here, you are here, and where you are, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is power, and Lord, we believe it today. While we're still praying, there could be others of you who have experienced dead religion, you have experienced religion without life, but that is not what Jesus died for. He died for you to have living water, to have freshness of his spirit living inside of you. And if you're in this place, you are watching online today and you feel the draw of God's Holy Spirit speaking to you. That's Him calling you, pulling you toward Him, asking you to commit to Him. And if you say, I know that's Him, I need God in my life today, just raise your hand if you're in this room, all over this room, just raise it up. And online, just type the word decided in the chat while we're doing that. And we're gonna pray for you as well and believe God to come into your life today. As a matter of fact, everybody pray this prayer after me. Let's all pray it together. And I believe it'll encourage those around you. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. I believe his death paid for all of my sin so that by his grace, I can be changed. From this moment forward, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for coming in and changing me today from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody, let's praise him for those here and online who gave their hearts to the Lord today. Listen, if you're here uh, and you want to just text from your seat, you can text a response uh, to today. You can show on the outside what God just did on the inside through baptism. And the good thing about being here in person is you can go across the hall to a classroom over here, 115. It's our, it's our next steps room. And you can talk to one of our elders about what that looks like and uh, how to help you to be able to do that. All right, let's stand to our feet today. And while you're doing that, DeRay, come up here. Uh, DeRay Price is one of our members of our church, part of our prayer team, part of our, our, our church family. And uh, God has, has allowed her to have a change of pain to purpose in her life. She's a living testimony of exactly what I was preaching about today, of how the Holy Spirit's power can set you 
free and it's on her heart to help other people. And so if you want her to either pray over you or talk to you about this pain to purpose course, get down here. I don't care if it lines up, clear out into the lobby, whatever. Hey, listen, do what you need to do today to be free. Don't leave this place bound. Don't leave this place without knowing what God can do in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here today. God, draw people down for prayer, even if it's not about what I just talked about, if it's for something else. God, just draw people down and minister to every person before we would ever leave today. And God, use us out of this place to share this message to share it on social media, to share it with others so that others can be touched and changed as well. In Jesus' name, amen.